0: Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of Feed and Focus for Remote Work and Digital Nomads Podcast. My name is Angela Sharina. I'm your host. I'm your brains coach, just someone with a lot of passion for sharing the best brain tools you can use to feel, do, and look your absolute best. Guys, it's all in our brain. All of our decisions are in our brain. Sometimes today, We are talking about emotions, by the way, right? And I'm going to give you tools to manage your emotions much better so you can be in charge of your emotions, not your emotions in charge of you. Emotions are kind of like technology. They can be a great help to put you into the best state to deliver your best performance, so to speak, in any moment of your life, or you can be used and hijacked by your own emotions and not being able to perform and show up and deliver what you know you have inside of you, because you're just going to be too emotional, right? In the wrong kind of emotional state that you need to be at the moment of your excellence. Um People sometimes surprised to hear me talking about emotions and the brain. Sometimes people, not sometimes, but quite often, people believe that emotions originate somewhere else, not in the brain. Well, nothing can be further from the truth, guys. Emotions are in the brain. They are created in the brain by the brain. Emotions, emotional states, are the summaries that the brain gives us to make us act a certain way. Emotions are summaries of what's going on inside of our body, outside in our environment. It's the summary that is designed to make us act in the best possible outcome from the perspective of our brain to save energy, to make more energy, to make sure that we... Don't overuse our energy, because energy is the currency of life. If we don't have enough energy day after day after day, we die. As simple as that, right? So the brain's primary purpose is to make sure that our energy balance is always either positive or at least not negative, right? So we can keep on living. And emotions are this very powerful switches and buttons that the brain uses when it needs us to act in a certain way, avoid certain things, not take certain actions, or take certain actions and get after rewards and get top up that energy balance. right? So emotions are those states that the brain creates to make us move into one direction or the other uh, really fast. Emotions are shortcuts. The brain does not communicate really with words. Words are the invention of prefrontal cortex, the the words, language, very not precise. Whereas emotions, you know, when you want to do something or you want to avoid something, right? The feeling is just, you cannot mistaken that feeling for anything else. Like We have different kinds of feelings, but they all goes, go into two directions. Avoid or approach. Um, do or do not do. Uh, If you kind of summarize all of the emotions, you know, when we are sad, when um, we are feeling bad, um, like if you can, you know, uh, call or name or label any feeling as bad, we are not in the mode of approaching or taking actions, Um, at least not as the first reaction. Uh, when we feel positive and excited and good or, um, maybe we're feeling angry, we, uh, are in the mode of action, be that, you know, feeling positive and anger are kind, different kind of actions, but still you get the idea. So emotional states are those shortcuts, those buttons that the brain pushes, uh, to make us take certain actions or not take certain actions. Um, and so emotions are totally, about the brain, they are made by the brain. They do not originate anywhere else. Without the brain, certain parts of the brain functioning well, we would not have emotions. This is neuroscience research. Um, There were a few people with certain injuries. Maybe they're still alive, not sure. That would have that parts of the brain that are in charge of creating emotional states. They were broken, you know, or not functioning for one reason or the other trauma or, you know, injury or like um, uh, any of those states, usually injury. And so people would not be able to produce emotional states. And one of the byproducts of that was that they couldn't make any decisions. Yeah, believe it or not, guys, So we think that decisions are rational. Well, sometimes they're emotional, right? But we would like to make more rational decisions. So we, without emotions, we are not able to make any kinds of decisions. All the decisions are emotional. Without the signal from our brain, certain you know, gut feeling. Like, this is the thing that we'd like to do, or this is the thing that we'd like to avoid. Like, without that feeling, we would not be able to choose between simplest things, like what to have for breakfast. If you have no feeling, no preference, how would you choose it? There are millions of things you can be having with certain nutrition profile. So, what would you be buying in a grocery store if you had no feeling whatsoever? And some things are, of course. Probably some decisions can be done without emotions, like whether to um, if you swim, for example, right, um, how far you go, um that actually can also be emotional, but um life a death kind of situation I'm thinking can be. Uh, that kind of decisions can be made without emotions. Like, we would not be, you know, flying down from a ten uh, store building because, um, you know, logical, you know, you, you fall, you die. Like, you've you got to be really crazy to think otherwise. But a lot of other decisions in our life, they're not life or death decisions. And we can be taken... um a lot, a lot, a lot of different options, and our life can go into completely different directions, and without the emotional regulation, we would not be able to make the simplest choices. We're just going to be plummeted by the amount of all the options that we have, and just kind of stuck. And People who Again, had those problems with emotional regulation in the brain, with creating emotional states. They are um, usually not able to accomplish a lot of things. Always late. Always like not uh, fulfilling their um, obligations or not doing what they're supposed to be doing, right? So, uh, people without emotions are, are very. Uh, not what you would think, like rational machines who do everything perfect. No, not at all. They're a mess. People without emo- emotions who cannot produce emotional states in the brain are a mess. But then let's get back, back to the emotional control that we are talking about today. I'm going to give you three tools to manage your emotions. Emotions, um, like knee-jerk reactions. Sometimes they're useful. Sometimes they're not. If you are about to present something, if you are about to go on stage, if you are about to deliver dance performance and all of a sudden you start feeling all anxious, uh, and all, uh, worried and maybe too excited and you start forgetting the words or you start forgetting the routines. Um, and you know, you're not going to be able to deliver great performance. Like, how do you snap out of that emotional state and instead get into calmer state that will allow your greatness, your excellence to come out, right? You have tools to do that, believe it or not. And you can use them right there, right then before that performance to get into a better, more suitable, more optimal state for that specific situation. Or maybe you're sitting at home and you're having your Zoom calls and There is a specific call, or maybe all of them, and you need to be in a great state to maybe sell something or to promote something. You need to get the yes, right? But you're feeling kind of sleepy, kind of bored, and you're not even inspiring yourself, leave alone the person on the other uh, side of the screen. So how do you snap out of that and get enthusiastic, get motivated and smiling and happy and uh, energizing and almost infectious for the other person, right? That's where you get the best chance to change somebody else's mind or to uh, get... Yes, to certain collaboration or to the offer that you're about to make. How do you snap out of it? How do you get into the different state? Or if you're working on your health and fitness goals, but you don't know how to manage your stressful, your uh, uncomfortable, your sad emotions. Somebody told you something um, not so nice and you're feeling sad, and all of a sudden you want to get that ice cream. Nothing wrong with the ice cream, but if ice cream is the only stress-coping mechanism that you have, and you have fitness and health goals that go against eating ice cream every single day, uh, then it's not the best emotion to support your long-term goals, right? Uh, my personal health and fitness journey completely changed when I stopped using food as my emotional regulation tool. And I realized that I have more powerful tools that have nothing to do with food to help me cope with my emotions. And then and there, my... Uh, relationships with food, with fitness, change completely. Now I eat food to fuel myself, to feel good, to have good health, not to manage my emotions, but to be in great health. Now I do fitness because I love movement, because it feels amazing to be in a fit body, not because I have to burn calories that I ate yesterday uh, in that ice cream that I ate because I was feeling sad, right? It's a completely different vibe. Emotional regulation is huge, guys. All of high achievers, people, People who achieve great goals, they are, if not masters, then very close to being masters of emotional regulations. Because very often in life, to go to where you want to go, you'll need to get through uncomfortable moments and challenges, making yourself feeling. Great to show up for that situation as your best. Life will present us with a lot of chances, but not on schedule, not when we feel the best, but at any time. Sometimes you feel your best, sometimes not. But you gotta show up feeling your best for the best opportunities. You gotta snap out of whatever state you are in and get into that optimal state that you need to be in to take control of your life and your decisions and get to the next step. Right? So, how do you do that today? We're going to talk about three most powerful tools. Tool number one, breathing. Simply making your exhale longer. You switch your whole physiology, like how your whole body and brain work. You switch all of that by changing your breath. Your breath is connected to your heart rate. You cannot be having a fast heart rate and breathe slowly, not unless you decide consciously to change that, right? Your heart rate follows your breath patterns. And after your heart rate, everything else follows that. Uh, Your brain gets a different signal from the heart that beats super fast because you're rushing somewhere, because you're stressed, and from the heart that is calm and that is beating slowly as it's supposed to when you're calm, when you're rested, when there is no uh, pressure, no danger, no stress. So you're breathing your heart rate, they are connected and through heart rate and breathing, everything else is connected every single state in your body and your brain. So when you change your breath, you change everything and you can do it consciously. And there are just two concepts really. When you prolong your exhale, you feel calmer. So back to that situation before important um, call, performance, um, before important talk, when you're feeling too uh, jittery, excited, worried, anxious, whatever you call it, when you need to calm the F down, you start focusing on exhales. Breathe in, let's say, for a count of four or whatever, and breathe out twice as long or longer. Let's say I'm breathing out for a count of four, and then I breathe out to the count of eight or longer. And you do that three times, ideally six, ideally three to five minutes. But if all you have is three breaths, shake them and see how you stayed instantly changes, guys. You have that tool available. You don't even have to open your mouth. Just prolong your breathing in with your mouth closed. I like to uh, do this shh sound because it helps me to slow down my breathing and also focus on my breath more. So this is a powerful tool. What do you do when you're feeling bored and enthusiastic and you need to snap out of that and feel enthusiastic and motivated? You do the opposite. You hyperventilate, you elevate your stress hormones a little bit to make yourself awake and to feel more motivated and excited, right? Up, not down. So you hyperventilate. So you make your breath inhale, focus, You see, longer inhales, very, very short exhales, automatic exhales, and in just do 25 to 30 times of those, maybe two, three cycles if you have time, and instantly, no coffee needed, nothing, you're going to feel more alert, more focused, motivated, and upbeat. Yeah, this is a very powerful tool, guys. Use it. There is a ton of research, everyone in performance knows that it works, and they use it Every day, you know, whenever they need it, just be aware and start using it on purpose. Whenever you need to have a different state, a little bit more awake, alert, or to calm down a little bit, use your breathing. Also great for sleep. I do it before sleep, uh, all the time helps me to fall asleep faster, to sleep better. So breathing tool number one. Tool number two helps you Tool number two that helps you to be more in control of your emotions to help, helps you to activate your prefrontal cortex, this non-emotional, logical, uh, executive function of uh, performing part of your brain, prefrontal cortex, the one that is right in front, right, the one that developed the last. Uh, when it comes to human brain evolution, the one that can suppress certain emotions when needed, when the emotions are not serving you, to activate it and make it more um, conscious, make it more capable of dealing with your emotions instead of being hijacked by those emotions. So that part, that part works much better when we start practicing mindful meditation and what mindful meditation is is focusing on the inside usually usually on your breath or maybe uh, you close your eyes, you listen to the guidance of maybe some app or some music, and you focus maybe on your breathing, maybe something internally, uh, maybe on the kind of dot between your eyebrows that that's sometimes called third eye, and you close close your eyes and you just focus there, you breathe. Calmly and 13 minutes a day it doesn't have to be in one swoop, um, can be you know several times per day. Um, a little meditation, um, anytime, 13 minutes per day that's what research showed helps you to develop in eight weeks the ability to override those emotional states much, much better. So instead of checking out when uncomfortable emotions come up, like, for example, you're feeling like really sad, and uncomfortable, and you want to get after that food, for example, if you start practicing that meditation, you'll be able to catch yourself in that moment and be present for a better decision, Okay is eating a gallon of ice cream or a bucket of ice cream really serving me right now? Or can I do some breathing, like specifically that exhale-focused breathing that also lowers your anxiety and uncomfortable emotions and stress levels, inflammation levels, right? Maybe breathing will do me much better. And actually, breathing does make you feel different, right? So meditation helps you to catch those moments. When you're about to act on emotion and emotions are overriding your Logical brain that can actually make you can make give you a better decision. Now that will help you to be able to catch that pause, that moment between the emotion arising and you making a decision. Right, um, a lot of our decisions that we later regret they kind of happen automatic. So. Not so to not have those automatic decisions, almost like snappy decisions that will later regret, meditation, thirty minutes a day mindfulness meditation will help you to develop that skill of catching yourself in that moment and making a different decision, making a different turn that after you know many uh, times and in, in weeks and and months sometimes it's very fast like sometimes you are one decision away from a completely different life as, as they say right so being able to catch yourself at that moment and ask yourself what is the best decision actually what is the decision i actually want to make for my long term well being so mindful meditation helps with that this is tool number 1 2 uh, Tool number one, breathing. Tool number two, meditation. And tool number three, Cold exposure, specifically submerging yourself in cold water um, bath, or maybe a natural lake or some source of water. Uh, the temperature of that water will depend on how cold adapted you are. Right? Sometimes it also cold shower. Just getting into that cold and doing this breathing, exhale, focus breathing, and staying in the situation that is uncomfortable. Stress emotions, stress hormones. Like cortisol will stop coming, will start coming up, and being able to stay there and breathe and stay conscious instead of like jumping like ha ah, and jump out, instead of being that you know a little bit crazy person, uh, you are able to stay in the discomfort and experience all the physiological and emotional stress that's coming up, and still being able to stay calm, breathe. that's the skill that's gonna help you with emotional regulation. I'm not sure if that's even more powerful than breathing. They kind of probably go hand in hand. Emotional regulation through breathing, through this mindful meditation, cold exposure. I personally do once a week. Um, These days, uh, this week I did 12 minutes, 10 degrees two times. So I did um, first um, hot bath a little bit, then 10 degrees uh, basin or bath for 10, no, it was for 12 minutes. And then I did sauna for 40 minutes, 80 degrees. And then I did 12 minutes again in 10 degrees water and then just relaxed in hot bath. Uh, That's what I did. And since I started doing this protocol, I increased the time in cold water um, gradually. Um, I feel like I really am in control uh, of my emotions and I can modulate my stage so much better and my mind is so much sharper and I feel like I'm in control of what's happening inside of me. Outside, there can be storms, there can be, I know, a lot of uh, emotions, right? A lot of challenges, but I can always control what's happening inside my mind. And that's very powerful. So cold exposure helps with that. Uh, it's very, very powerful, guys. So that's why most top performers are entrepreneurs, athletes, um, people who work through a lot of challenging stuff. Uh, a lot of them do that because you need that emotional regulation. You need to stay in control because not all of our responses, our fast responses in today's environment at all are serving us long-term. To summarize, again, three tools of emotional regulation where you stay in touch, you don't, you don't check out, you're not hijacked by your emotions that are not always the best to serve us. But instead, you make a conscious decision what emotion to choose, what emotion is the best to serve you at that moment, what emotion to create, right? These practices... Of emotional regulation will help you to achieve almost any goal out there, right? Are you still gonna struggle? It's still gonna be challenging, but you're not gonna be going back and forth. You're gonna be moving forward, no matter how hard it is, no matter how long. You'll be able to overcome anything once you learn how to manage your emotional state. And again, emotional states are all in your brain. It's all your brain's stories. Your brain analyzes what's happening inside, outside, and gives you the best prediction how to maintain a certain energy balance. But the thing is, in our environment, our brain doesn't know a lot about how to maintain the best possible energy uh balance Uh, it just our brain is kind of outdated our civilization moved so fast that our emotions in a lot of cases are just not the ones that's going to serve you service the best so you gotta learn how to still stay in control to sum it up again breathing exhale focused to calm yourself down inhale focused to, so exhale focused, three breath cycles. Um, So let's say breathe in for the count of four, breath out for the count of eight to calm yourself down when you're feeling too excited, anxious, worried, etc. To bring yourself up when you're feeling maybe bored, sleepy, but you need to be excited and motivated and energizing, right? What do we do? We focus on inhale (sighs) 25, 30 times, two, three cycles, and you'll be awake and motivated and energizing all the people around you. Then we have mindful meditation, 30 minutes a day. And that's the duration that's been shown in studies to be effective, to develop that presence and to be able to stop when the emotions arise and make the decision that serves you the best. Not, um, It's a skill to be not reactive but instead responding, right? Catching this pause between emotional event and your response, so meditation will help you with that. And then again, emotional regulation—being able to stay in the stress and still not check out, but make best possible decisions—cold exposure is the best. Now there are many protocols. Reach out for questions. I'm gonna guide you through like where it's best for you to start if you're a beginner, what to do, what not to do, because you also can you know um, even die if you don't do it properly. Probably not so much from cold water, but because you did it in the wrong kind of setting. So reach out with questions, Angela, at brainbreak coachcom Uh, Check out my cold exposure video uh, on Instagram, got more than 1,000 views, a lot of comments from people who do cold exposure consistently, athletes and non-athletes, right? Check out my Instagram. Share this episode with another person who you need, needs to get better at emotional regulation, making better decisions long-term, be that health, fitness, business, or relationship. Don't be hijacked by your emotions, drive them stay in charge. Not every emotions at all, not every emotion will serve you long term. A lot of emotions will keep you stuck in the same cycle, right? So share this episode, rate us on iTunes to help other people to have these tools at their disposal to get better and at living our best Life. So reach out, share, read, and stay tuned because tomorrow we're going to learn uh, the best way to build any habit. The day after, we're going to learn the best neuroscience-based tools for creativity and learning. How to set up your environment to be better at creativity and learning. And then on Friday, we're going to hear a story from a digital nomad entrepreneur. Uh, what he does to stay productive no matter where in the world. uh, He is delivering uh, on his mission, right? So stay tuned. A lot of great episodes. Use these three tools to emotionally regulate yourself for the best possible outcome. And guys, till next time, stay well, stay emotionally balanced, and I'll talk to you very soon.